Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone, the 2021 NFL Draft Preview Show. Today, I brought in my friend and NFL expert, Andrew Hody, to see what his thoughts and opinions are about this year's draft. Andrew, right off the bat, what are your opinions to start about the draft this year? Well, what I'd like to bring up about the draft this year is most importantly, all the player mobility we've seen in the NFL this year. So much player mobility from, you know, the the fact that we've seen so many different trades and free agency, along with all the draft trades we had, which I think is a big deal to a big extent. And I think it's very important we look at the draft this year and say, what are these teams going to do? Can we see more of these trades for maybe future picks or players? And also, what do you think the best players really are in this draft? I'll tell you one thing. This is a quarterback enriching draft, kind of like the 2018 draft class was. Uh, there's not as many pass rushers or wide receivers I notice in this draft, although I think there's a lot of teams that could use either or. And I think the other thing is what teams are going to draft quarterbacks is the biggest question. I think we know the first top three are most likely all quarterback picks between Jacksonville, New York, and San Francisco. But then I look at the rest of the draft. I mean, could Carolina potentially draft a quarterback? It's most likely not because they just got Sam Darnold. But I think it's a potential. Denver, I think, is a team that may be in the market. I also look at a team like maybe Philadelphia, maybe Minnesota, um, New England, and uh, a few other teams I think could draft quarterbacks maybe late. Maybe Washington even, the football team. They may be able to draft a team. I mean, not a team, a quarterback for their team. And – I look really late into this draft and I could see a lot of golden spots. And I think there's a chance a lot of players could fall in this draft. We don't expect to fall. And I think the big thing for me is, as I said, the player mobility and the trades, I still think more trades are coming. I'm not going to say right away, which trades I think could potentially happen. Excuse me. But uh, I think once we go through this draft a little bit, I'll tell you what I think some bold trade predictions are and what we could see change throughout the night, as well as what teams will draft each position. I think it's going to be a very fun first round in particular. I think the first three rounds of this draft are going to be really important because there is a lot of great prospects, especially if you look at the quarterback position and the offensive line positions even. I saw some offensive line prospects that look really good, and a lot of these teams have high picks, and they'll be able to take them really early on. All right. I'm hesitant about – the first four picks being all quarterbacks just because traditionally I feel like someone's going to do something. And also I feel like at least one of the quarterbacks slips a little bit. Yeah. I think a quarterback's going to slip. Um, I I wonder which one it will be, but uh, for me personally, I think that the quarterbacks in this draft are pretty enriched. I think we got a lot of good prospects. I think there's going to be a big mistake in the first three picks that a team is going to make. And once we go through the draft picks, I'll tell you who I think it's going to be. All right. So starting off, Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick. The consensus is Trevor Lawrence. What are your thoughts about Trevor Lawrence and the Jags? Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags is perfect. It's already been rumored that I think Trevor Lawrence donated to a charity or something recently in Jacksonville. And, you know, it's been rumored, you know, Urban Meyer's first year as the head coach, he knows these college prospects very well. I think it's a no-brainer. Trevor Lawrence goes one. The the Jaguars, even though they had some fun with Gardner Minshew, they need their most important position to be solid for a good long time. I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to be your answer for that. So drafting 
Trevor Lawrence, number one, is going to be crucial, I think, for the Jags. And, you know, this is a team that only won a game last year. So they really are looking to get back in the mix and get relevant. And for the first time in franchise history, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the first overall pick. I think that's something very key to bring up. And they are a small market franchise. They, they really haven't had a lot of juice in a while. I believe they're playing two games in London a year now. I think because of the COVID pandemic, they didn't do that this year. But I think for the future that, that, that we look at the fact that they are going to be playing two games in London, there's been rumors of that team moving to London. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think they're going to remain in Jacksonville. And I think Trevor Lawrence is a great player to really juice that fan base up and those loyal fans in Duval County, Florida. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a no-brainer pick with Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll be the franchise quarterback of that team for years to come. It'll start off rough for Lawrence playing in that division because Tennessee is pretty good. And you also got to look at the fact Indianapolis is not that bad. Houston's a mess right now, which I think will give the Jags two free wins right now. But I think right now the Jags with Trevor Lawrence getting drafted at the number all overall position. If you look at Ryan Tannehill, even though he's been good his recent years, he's still kind of a streaky QB. And also you look at Carson Wentz and what we've seen from him recently. This really could be Trevor Lawrence's division in the future. It's really going to depend on how the Jaguars develop him and what the Urban Meyer culture is going to be like. And if you know Urban Meyer well, Alex, Urban Meyer is a guy everywhere he went, he's turned something into a winning program at the college level, at least from what we've seen so far. I think he could do it at the pro level. And this team has a lot of potential under Trevor Lawrence. All right. It was Jackson Jaguars donated a lot of money to his or fans donated a lot of money to his charity because they know they're going to pay. Oh, they donated money to his charity. Okay, excuse yeah. me. I thought he donated money to a Jacksonville charity already. I, I must have yeah. confused. I know he got married recently, so congrats yeah. to him. Um, I would be shocked if they picked anyone else. I don't even know who else they'd even pick. But moving on to number I don't really know who else they could pick, to be honest with you, Alex. It's like, could they draft a pass rusher? I mean, I don't think, I don't think they can, so – yeah, and there's not really that many good ones in this draft. I think it would be a miss if they didn't draft Trevor Lawrence. But moving on to number two, the Jets. Another consensus across the board: Zach Wilson from BYU shooting up the draft boards. He's landed at number two for the Jets. Ridiculous, in my opinion, absolutely ridiculous. I watched his pro day; was not very impressed by him. I think the Jets are passing on a big opportunity. I would take Justin Fields over. Zach Wilson, and I would take, believe it or not, I would also take Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. There is nothing about Zach Wilson that really stuns me as a quarterback. I think it's too risky to take him at the number two spot. And I think knowing the Jets, they're going to do it anyway because they are the Jets. At the end of the day, they're the Jets. They're going to make a foolish decision with that to take Zach Wilson. I will say, though, with organizational structure, they are in the right direction with Robert Sala. But I just think this is a bad move as a second-round pick. It, I, I would have either been better off saying stick with Darnold another year. They chose not to, and they are clearly in the quarterback market. But, you know, for me, I just do not see Zach Wilson being this ultimate great pick at number two. I think if the Jets had a lower pick, it would be okay. Maybe if they were at the bottom of the round. Of course, they're not because they're the Jets. But, you know, for me, I, I do not like this move. I think if they draft Zach Wilson, it would be a big mistake on their part. All right. I don't hate the move. Kind of like Zach Wilson. Saw his pro day, saw the bowl game. He did shoot up draft boards for what reason? That's unclear. Could you say they should take fields? You could say they 
could take Fields because I think he has more film. He's more proven. Maybe they should take Fields, but it's kind of consensus Wilson right now. So moving on to number three, we got San Francisco, who it's a mix between Mac Jones and Justin Fields. What are your thoughts? I think San Francisco, with their system, Justin Fields necessarily wouldn't be the best option. Although I don't think he'd be a bad option either. I think San Francisco has got a great team. You, you look at some of that roster, you got even Ohio State players like Nick Bosa on that roster, someone that Justin Fields is familiar with to some degree. So I also look at that scheme with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, we know, is a great offensive coordinator. So I don't see why you don't take Justin Fields. I don't think Jimmy G is a long-term answer for the 49ers. I think Jimmy G is, not, is actually kind of underrated. I think he's kind of been underappreciated. He did take the 49ers to the Super Bowl just a few years ago. So I would say, yes, they need to draft a quarterback. For me personally, I like Mac Jones and their scheme better, but I feel like Justin Fields is just the better prospect, and I would take him at three. And I think Kyle Shanahan would know how to make it work regardless. Yeah, just because of the system with Kyle Shanahan, I'm inclined to say they pick Mac Jones because he fits that system. Agree with you there. But should they take Mac Jones because he's also a big riser over fields? I don't know. I might. I would might rather leave. I like Mac Jones too. And you look at the championship game. Mac Jones was the winning quarterback, not Justin Fields. But um, you know. It's a debate. I I actually think Mac Jones is an underrated prospect in this draft. I think he's better than Zach Wilson. I think Justin Fields and Mac Jones are both better than Zach Wilson, in my opinion. I don't think Zach Wilson's worth taking the number two overall pick on if I'm the Jets. But, I mean, if I look at those three quarterbacks, okay, Trevor Lawrence is in a class by himself. He's the best in the the class. Two, for me, I'd put Justin Fields. Three, I'd say Mac Jones, but it's very close to Fields. And then four, I would go with Zach Wilson, just based on his pro day and some stuff I didn't like from him. But if I'm the 49ers, I really wouldn't complain if they draft Fields or Jones. I think Jones fits the system better, so I feel like they're more inclined to take Jones. But if they take Fields, if I'm a 49ers fan, I'm not panicking. I think Shanahan can work a scheme around him too. Moving on to number four, which is the Falcons. Seeing the Falcons, they have Matt Ryan. He's kind of aging. Some players that they're projected to maybe draft are the Florida tight end Kyle Pitts and NDSU quarterback Trey Lance. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't think the Falcons should draft a quarterback at all. I think it's clear Matt Ryan is not the reason they're losing right now. I think the reason they're losing is their defense. And it, it stinks that this draft does not really have that really – deep edge rusher you know we always talk about who's the best edge rusher along with the best quarterback in the draft because those are the two things you're always looking for and the falcons need defense they really need it i think if they were able to get an edge rusher they would be a lot more benefit they would benefit from it greatly compared to if they drafted another offensive player i mean kyle pitts wouldn't be a bad pick at all for the falcons but if you're the falcons i would either do this i would either draft what you who you think is the best defensive prospect just because you know that's what your need is right now. I know they drafted – I mean, I know they got Arthur Smith, an offensive head coach, but it's clear that the Falcons are a disaster on defense. And the other thing I would say is maybe trade this pick. I think this is the first pick I'd say maybe you trade this one out. You know you're in a division with Tom Brady. The odds are you're probably not going to win the NFC South this year anyway. So I'd say trade this pick 
try to get some higher second round picks, maybe third, or maybe get future first round picks in the next upcoming drafts, because this defense needs a lot of work. I think the offense is actually in pretty good shape. You look at Atlanta's offense, they put a lot of points on the board with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. It's, it's not a bad offense that, that I think a lot of people realize. I think the reason they blew all those leads was really defensive work. But I think if you're the Falcons right now, if you're smart, you either take the best defensive player you can, no matter what position they're at, it's, or even I wouldn't take an, a, a chance on a rusher this year because we really don't have that Chase Young or that Nick Bosa presence. But you take maybe the best defensive player you can, or maybe you take Kyle Pitts. As I said, that's not a bad pick. Or you trade that pick if you want to be really smart, get some future picks and focus on building that defense to at least get it reasonable so you can compete in more games this year and not blow those leads. All right, moving on to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. At five, I've seen Jamar Chase, wide receiver LSU, or Penny Sewell tackle from Oregon. What are your thoughts on the Bengals? Well, you know, this is tricky for me because the Bengals need a receiver and they need an offensive lineman. But if you look at Joe Burrow and that injury he took last year, that nasty injury he had midway through the season, I, I say you have to take an offensive lineman. I don't see how you can't because you've got to protect him at some point. And, yes, you have to give him weapons too. But uh, overall, I think if you take Sewell, who's from Oregon, I think if you take Penny Sewell, he will help the offensive line get a lot better, help protect Joe Burrow. The Bengals are a mess. They're not really going anywhere next year or the year after that. This is still the worst team in the AFC North. So they need to get the best protection they can for who their best player is on their roster. And right now I think their best player is Joe Burrow. And we also don't know what he's going to be like coming off that injury. This is an organization that's known for not handling injuries well. So because of that, I say, if you're the Bengals, play it smart and get Joe Burrow some protection so you could get him ready throwing the football in that pocket and competing in some football games this year. It's clear that the Bengals are not a very good football team and they still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, smart move probably would be tackle because their line is bad and Joe Burrow looks like to be a franchise quarterback, but I feel like teams kind of get caught up in the hype and they, they might draft a wide receiver instead. They might knowing the Bengals, they, they would do that. But uh, as I said, if you're the Bengals, I'd play it smart when you already have a quarterback who got a nasty injury last year. Yeah. Get him some protection. Moving on to the sixth pick, which is the Miami Dolphins. Seen Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Kyle Pitts, Jamal Chase, receivers and a tight end. What are your thoughts about Dolphins? Jamar Chase at wide receiver. I am not too sure I would take Jamar Chase. I know a lot of people have him as the sixth pick. I like Devonta Smith just a little bit better, the Heisman Trophy winner. I think the Dolphins need a receiver, and why not get someone from Alabama, the Crimson Tide, to play with Tua, like someone like Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. I think he brings some electricity to that offense. It depends on his personality. I don't think he's going to be that big of a personality player like a lot of people have said he would be. To me, I think he is a game-changing wide receiver. And I think he's someone that if the Miami Dolphins take, it could be something they could really use. And you look at who they also have at wide receiver. They still have a pretty reasonable wide receiver, of course, with Devontae Parker. So if you get another receiver for Tua Tonga-Vailoa, I think we could really start to see him shine a little bit more. And this is an organization that we still even think has question marks about their quarterback. And they have a very good defense, too. Give them credit there. They're only one or two wins away from making the playoffs, and they were 10-6 and six last year. 
and they're picking at six. That's a pretty good position to be in. All right, moving on to number seven, which is the Lions. Projected Lions have been Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver. What are your thoughts on the Lions at seven? Lions at seven, I think about a quarterback. Uh, they did just trade Matthew Stafford, who was their staple quarterback for about 11, 12 years to the Los Angeles Rams. And they really didn't get someone great in return. If you think of Jared Goff, Jared Goff has had some winning seasons, but there's been debate on if he's really the reason for those winning seasons. And we haven't really seen him play the same ever since the Super Bowl took place. So for me, if I'm the Lions, if Justin Fields or Mac Jones falls to this position, I may make a reach to grab one of those two players because you're not too sure about Jared Goff. But I also maybe think on the defensive side, maybe a linebacker, maybe a game-changing safety, or even maybe a defensive lineman. I mean, I think a defensive lineman this high in this draft would be a little bit of a stretch, as I said with edge rushers earlier. So um, if I'm the Lions, I'd think about drafting defense, maybe drafting a quarterback. Wide receiver could be okay. I'd say Jamar Chase at seven wouldn't be a bad selection for the Detroit Lions, but this is a team that's clearly a mess. They have a lot of work to do, and I think they draft really just one of the best players they can in this draft as high as they're picking. That could really be a benefit to their team because they still have a lot of work to do on both sides of the football anyway. Yeah, I'm inclined to say that if a quarterback is there, they'll probably pick a quarterback at seven. I would. I, I just don't think they're bought into Jared Goff. And honestly, I don't know who would be, to, to, say, to say the least, because it's clear that the Rams are, weren't sold on him. That's why they traded to get Matthew Stafford. So I, I think the, the Lions probably also are not big believers in Jared Goff either. But that's not to say that they might, they're going to ride him out with him this year. We'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't be a big high on Jared Goff just because he's on the Lions. So honestly, I think if a quarterback... Well, I would be high on any player when they're on the Lions. I mean, we talk about Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, two Hall of Fame players that have had their careers wasted by the Detroit Lions, who are a franchise that have only won one playoff game since 1957. Yeah, I, I would think they would take a quarterback if one's there. Moving on to number eight, the Panthers, who were in the quarterback market, potentially aren't anymore with Sam Darnold. I've been seeing Penny Sewell or Rashad Slater, both O-linemen. What are your thoughts on the Panthers? Slater would be a good pick. I think the Panthers are smart to not take a quarterback in this year's draft. I'd give Sam Darnold another chance because I don't think Bridgewater is really a long-term solution. So I, I think the Panthers just really got to focus on building this roster out. You're in a division with Tom Brady, which means you're probably going to lose those two games. And so I really focus on the future. Like, we don't know how much longer Tom Brady will be with the Buccaneers, probably a few more years. But if you're the Panthers right now, it's definitely important to just focus on building out that roster. And why not get some protection for your quarterback, Sam Darnold? Rashawn Slater would be a good move. If uh, Panisse Sewell falls to the Panthers, I'd draft him too. And, uh, you know, I, I really focus on building out that O-line. And even if a, a wide receiver like Jamar Chase falls to them, I don't think the Panthers should make a reach because they they're kind of okay at the receiver position right now, but why not? I'd say you really need some pieces. This is a roster. We really just know one position that's truly solid and that's the running back with Christian McCaffrey. So why not get him some protection and build out this roster a little bit more? There's a lot of holes on this Carolina Panthers team. Yes. I saw that it was Mel Tucker. If you exclude Trevor Lawrence, he said 
that the best quarterback in this draft was Sam Darnold. So there you go. Panthers have him too. The Panthers have him. They, they, they could ride out with him. We'll have to see. It's yeah. still going to be a tough season for them either way because they play with Tom Brady in that division. Yes. Moving on to Broncos at nine. I've seen Patrick Sertan, cornerback Alabama. I've seen Minka Parsons, the Penn State linebacker. What are your thoughts at nine for the Broncos? On the Broncos, I reach for a quarterback here too, whichever one falls, on my opinion. Um, I haven't really put on my mock personally yet which quarterback would fall. I'm still kind of debating which one because a lot of interesting scenarios could happen. But if Mac Jones happens to be the one to fall, I think the Broncos should make a reach and grab him there. Or if it's Justin Fields, if I'm the Broncos, I'd take him. I, I think it's clear at this point Vic Fangio's on the hot seat. We know the Broncos are an organization as of late that, you know, historically are very good, but most recently have not really lived up to their historical standard. The Broncos have kind of been irrelevant for the most part the last few years. And so I think to make them a little more relevant, drafting a quarterback would be a good thing because I don't think they're big believers in Drew Locke. And I don't think Drew Locke really had that great of a season last year. And they need to improve in their current position. So if you're the Denver Broncos, I'd reach to try to get a quarterback, a new face of the franchise, get some juice in that fan base and try to really build this team out again. They're kind of in the same position as the Carolina Panthers where they have some decent players here and there, but they really don't have that solid foundation yet. And the Broncos really need to build that. And once again, like the Panthers are in a tough division, that the Broncos are too. Patrick Mahomes twice a year is tough. Yeah, it's unclear if they're um, still high on Drew Locke or not. Some people are still high on him. He's kind of been up and down. They're definitely one of the teams that could draft a quarterback but they have been really bad at picking quarterbacks. Technically, we don't know about Locke yet because people have still mixed opinions. So definitely look out for them because they're definitely in and around the quarterback conversation. And before we move on to the, the Dallas Cowboys pick, I want to mention about the Denver Broncos right now. John Elway has stepped down as the GM, so he won't be making that call of the quarterback position this year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he won't be. I think he's let that power on to someone else now. So uh, Denver, Colorado fans should probably be happy a little bit about that as much as they love John Elway. I think because he's made some pretty pathetic draft picks before, like he, he was there with the Tim Tebow pick and he was there with the Drew Locke pick. And of course, you know, with getting Case Keenum in free agency wasn't necessarily the best move either for them. Peyton Manning might've been the best thing he did. It probably was. But other than that, you know, you look at the Denver Broncos right now, they, they have, have a general manager who stepped back, which means this organization has said we're stepping up in a different direction. And so I, I'd say if a quarterback falls here, the Broncos would not be hesitant to jump on it, especially because Fangio's on the hot seat. Yeah, they had some pretty bad quarterbacks with also the Paxton Lynch pick. That oh, yeah, Paxton Lynch. I forgot to mention him too. Yeah. Moving on to 10, Dallas Cowboys. Had South Carolina quarterback J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan, cornerback from Alabama. What are your thoughts on the Cowboys at 10? I like Patrick Sertan a second from Alabama at this pick. I think if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you need some defensive players, and I think it starts in their secondary. This Honestly, Sertan's a player I would love to see fall, for the, fall to the Browns, but I, that, that's clearly not going to happen. If I'm the Cowboys, I'd draft him there. I think the Cowboys need some help in that secondary. They need help on their defense all around. And Mike McCarthy is 
a very offensive focused coach. I think they need to really focus in on hiring the right defensive coordinator. Cause we've seen Mike McCarthy put together good offenses before, you know, it, will he be with it for the modern NFL that is yet to be seen. We haven't seen him be successful with the Cowboys yet, but now that they signed Dak to an extension, it's clear they're committed to Dak. It's clear that they're really committed to their offense. And, you know, you still have Amari Cooper and Zeke it's going to depend on really getting that defense together because the Cowboys have an explosive offense. We've seen them even when they had Dak and games. You remember that, you remember that Browns Cowboys game, they almost came back and tied the Browns. They didn't, the Browns ended up winning that game, but still their offense could be explosive. It's that defense that needs a lot of work. Yeah. We'll see about the defense. Knowing Jerry Jones is always a possibility that they pick receiver because he's a pretty flashy guy. Um, they did show restraint in drafting defense when they could draft Johnny Manziel, so he's got that working for him. Be interesting if he actually makes the right pick or he just picks an offensive guy that they don't need. I will say this. A lot of people have said Jalen Waddle to the Dallas Cowboys. I do not like that at all because you just drafted C.D. Lamb last year and you already have Amari Cooper. I'd say stick it out another year with that receiver core. Yeah, it's more just because Jerry Jones likes to draft offensive players. He does. He, he's known for that. He is known for that. All right. They need to focus on defense. Remember, they drafted Demarcus Ware one time. So yeah. I think if they do something like that, they'll be in good shape. Moving on to the New York Giants at 11. I've seen O lineman from Northwestern, Rashawn Slater, Tulsa linebacker, Zayvon Collins, and Jalen Waddle from Alabama as options for the Giants at 11. What are your thoughts? I don't love Waddle to the Giants, I'll be honest with you, because I don't think the Giants. Well, I think they do need receivers, but I don't know if Waddle fits their scheme for Daniel Jones because they're probably going to ride out this year with Daniel Jones. His future is yet to be seen in New York, but I actually still believe in Daniel Jones. I think we've seen some very good moments from him. And the Giants, if you look at them last year, they were a team that really improved every week, and they have a great defense now, so I'd avoid the defensive position. So I'd look at potentially, yeah, a receiver could work, to be honest with you, I don't think Waddle, as I said, fits their scheme that well. I think, but, you know, if they get Devonta Smith, they'd be lucky to get him. Uh, but, you know, for me, I'd say if you're the Giants, maybe trade the pick. I mean, I don't know if you want to take the risk, but I think the Giants also are in a position where they believe they may have a shot at this division, too. Seeing how bad the NFC East is and where they're all positioned right now, I think Washington's still the best football team as a collective. But I think Dallas has the best offense on paper. So if I'm the Giants, maybe try to build that offense. As I said, Jalen Waddle is still kind of a not too sure about for me. I just don't see chemistry with him and Daniel Jones potentially. But if they do draft him, you know, I think it's worth a shot. Uh, but I also would think about maybe trading that pick for some players or maybe some future picks. And that's just because I think the Giants could do a little bit better on their offensive core. And I think if they wait for some players that may come later in the draft, that could be good for them if they have picks as well. But, uh, you know, maybe that offense is definitely something that's going to work on, especially with the receiver core and the offensive line too. If an offensive lineman falls there, that would not be another great thing for them. I think for me, I'll take Rashawn Slater to fall to the Giants. I think he would be a great piece for the Giants and give Daniel Jones some protection. Yeah, I would either pick a lineman for Dan, keep the line good for Daniel Jones because he's a young quarterback, give him some protection. Or I do think at some point they need to draft another receiver because they did get Kenny Galladay, but I think they still need another receiver to make. Kenny Galladay was a good pickup by the Giants, and 
One thing I will say, just, just based on the Giants alone, I think last year they actually, they were six and 10, but they did step up as an organization with Gettleman yeah. and, and Joe Judge. Joe Judge was the most underrated hire of the year last year. The Giants got better every week and they even upset the Seahawks late in the season. So they're, they're, they're a team to watch. And I think if they draft well, like they, they drafted pretty well last year. I don't think a lot of people talked about it. I think they could draft well again this year. And the Giants could be a team to talk about in the future. I think this is a team that competes for the NFC East. Yeah. Keep in mind also, they didn't have Barkley for basically the whole year. So. And they did, and they finished six and 10. So think about that. That's better than what we thought they would without Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the Eagles. I've seen Devontae Smith, Alabama wide receiver, Patrick Sertan at quarter and Patrick Sertan cornerback Alabama and then J.C. Horn South Carolina quarterback cornerback as options at 12 what are your thoughts well I thought you know what what if none of these quarterbacks fall because we talk about all the potential teams that could take a QB high if I'm Philadelphia I look at this team right now and I will just say the Eagles on my opinion are absolutely a disgrace right now I think getting rid of Carson Wentz probably was the right move in the long run, just based on the fact that it just wasn't working out anymore. But getting rid of Doug Peterson too, I wasn't a big fan of, and I'm not a big fan of what their front office is doing. So for Philadelphia right now, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm very mad. And I think it would be a stretch to maybe get a quarterback because you just drafted Jalen Hurts last year. So I wouldn't draft a quarterback if I'm the Eagles in this situation. I know a lot of Eagles fans are probably saying okay we need a quarterback bad give Jalen Hurts this year you just drafted him recently and I'd say J.C. Horn at cornerback try to improve this defense a little bit and we I will say this about the Eagles we've never seen a team go from a playoff contender for a few seasons and then really just go off the wire as one probably one of the worst teams in the NFL the Eagles have a lot of work to do and I think it starts on defense all right, moving to the Chargers. Obviously, they got Justin Herbert last year, who was balling, rookie of the year. We've had Christian Drossaw, O-lineman from Virginia Tech, Shot Slater, O-lineman from Northwestern, J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina, uh, as viable options for the Chargers at 13. What are your thoughts? J.C. Horn falls here, too. I'd like it, to be honest with you. I still haven't picked who I want for the Chargers yet, either. As I said, I'm still working on my mock the next few days. But, I mean, for me personally, if I'm the Chargers, I look at potentially letting J.C. Horn fall maybe or maybe an offensive lineman if they fall. If Derisaw is the one that falls, draft him. If it's Rashawn Slater, draft him. If it is uh, Panay Sewell, draft him. I, I think the Chargers on O-line could really use it to protect Herbert. We saw some great things from Herbert last year, and I think the Chargers – are actually in a pretty decent position. I think Herbert is in a good enough position to compete with the Chiefs next year in the division. They're not saying they're going to win it. I'm just saying, like, if they're able to draft some better protection and build that out with the new head coaching system, the, the Chargers are in good shape. Yeah, I think they'll probably help Justin Herbert out with a tackle or O-lineman. Um, I, I think that's their best bet. Uh, but it, as I said, if J.C. Horn falls there, I think they could use a cornerback too. Either, either way, I think it's a decent pick for them. Moving on, the Vikings at 14. I've seen Quiddy Payne, Ed Rusher, Michigan State, Jalen Phillips, Miami, Ed Rusher, Jalen Phillips, and Jalen Phillips again for Miami, Ed Rusher. Um, what do you think about Vikings at 14? Jalen Phillips as an edge rusher is perfect, I think. I think Minnesota needs a defense. 
I think Minnesota's coming back this year. I'll, I'll be on the record saying that. I think they went seven and nine because they had some defensive issues. Uh, if I know Mike Zimmer well enough on how he coaches defense, that will not last too long. And, you know, uh, I, I will say this about the Vikings. They, they are a very underrated organization structurally when it comes to drafting because, of course, you look at head coach um, Mike Zimmer and you also look at general manager Rick Spielman. They've been on the job since 2013, 2014, I believe. And uh, they've had really good drafts, really good free agent signings. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a bounce back year when I look at the Vikings right now. So I, I like the, the edge rusher move. I think it'll be good. I think the one from Miami, I'm trying to remember his name again. What was it? Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips, that's it. I actually was debating if I'd put Phillips at four to go to Atlanta because I think the Falcons need an edge rusher, but I just don't think Phillips is that kind of prospect like Chase Young or Nick Bosa. But if I'm the Vikings, you need some defensive help. Why not draft Phillips there at the number four, the number 14 spot? All right, moving on to an interesting team at 15. We've got the New England Patriots who may be, may or may not be in the quarterback market. I've seen Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Minka Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, as options for the Patriots at 15. What is your opinion on the Patriots pick? I'm, I'm thinking about Belichick, and I saw some interesting things in free agency. One, he got really aggressive all of a sudden for, for kind of no reason with all the signings they had. And also, they made some really interesting decisions that also made their team worse just as much as they made it better. Um, Edelman retiring, I think actually doesn't really help them because Edelman was kind of a personality in that locker room, maybe not necessarily the biggest leader per se, but a personality in that locker room who knew the Patriot way so well. So I think he's actually a bigger loss than the Patriots may realize. And I also look at signing Cam Newton again. I don't know if the Patriots just signed him again, just to kind of have a quarterback again, or just because they want Cam Newton to be the veteran voice for a rookie. So if the Patriots do draft a quarterback at 15, which I think is very likely they do, if one falls to them, I think Trey Lance could be the one that falls to them potentially. Um, I think the Patriots are in for a little bit of a, of a debate on who, who they're going to start. They might start Cam Newton day one and let Trey Lance sit. I feel like Trey Lance is one of those quarterbacks you let sit anyway. That's why I think this move to the Patriots would be good. Or the Patriots may go out of their way and draft a wide receiver or something that we don't expect. And the Patriots are not very good at drafting wide receivers. So I, I don't think they will draft a receiver. I think it's more likely they draft a quarterback because I think they need someone to learn under Cam Newton. Or the other conspiracy theory I have about the Patriots is this is a tank job and they're focusing in on 2022 already. And they re-signed Cam Newton and made their roster somewhat better, but also worse at the same time. And they're kind of just kind of in limbo land where they're going either five and 11, four and 12, maybe. I mean, I don't think Bill Belichick's the kind of guy that would do that. I, it's clear he likes to compete. He has, has six Super Bowl titles. So I think that's ridiculous. And I, as I said, it's a conspiracy theory. So I don't think the Patriots are going to take by any means necessary. But for me, I just don't see the Patriots not taking Trey Lance at this pick because Cam Newton, they kind of was just like a, a signing that made no sense to me unless they want a veteran to teach a rookie how to play. So I don't really know what else the Patriots can do because they're kind of in limbo land right now. 
and they're I not think gonna... they'll probably take a quarterback here. Belichick is known to draft random players, but honestly, they had a pretty good signing class where they drafted some. They they reinvigorated the offense with some of those signment signings. It would have been better if they could have kept Edelman, but they couldn't. So does that make their signing less good? Probably, but I still think they'll take a quarterback for the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just don't see how they can't. I don't see what other positions like they desperately, desperately need because they're honestly kind of reasonable in all aspects yeah. of the football field. After, reasonable. Reasonable. after they signed like 10 players, they actually did pretty well. But moving on to 16, We've got the Arizona Cardinals with Kyle Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and DeAndre Hopkins. I've seen O-lineman out of USC, Elijah Vertucker. I've seen an edge rusher, Naziz Ujular from Georgia. And Zabin Collins, linebacker, Tulsa as picks, possible picks for the Cardinals. What are your thoughts? I like Jameen Davis to the Cardinals. I think he fits the scheme. I think Cliff Kingsbury might be a little more familiar with him because he played at Kentucky. Oh, wait, no, Kentucky's not in the same conference. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I, I think J- Jameen Davis fits their scheme a little bit better when I watched his film. And so I think Cliff Kingsbury would look at a guy like him and say uh, on defense, but he's an offensive-minded guy, but if you talk to Arizona's defensive coordinator, I believe it's um, – I believe I want to say it's Vance Joseph, former Broncos coach right now. I believe you, Vance Joseph likes guys like um, – excuse me, like J- Jameen Davis. And I think Davis fits their scheme well. I-, I think it'd be a sneaky pick to go to Arizona, but I think this is where a linebacker would be very key to a to a defensive scheme. And if you're Arizona, I think you'd want to reach for that position. So I'm going to say Jameen Davis goes to the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's a pretty fair pick. Moving on to the Raiders at 17. I've seen Minka Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver from LSU. That's very... Raiders, they always draft wide receivers. And I've seen Elijah Vera Tucker and a lineman. Um, those all possible candidates for the Raiders. What are your thoughts at 17? I think safeties could be a key thing or a cornerback. I think if you look at J.C. Horn, if he falls in the draft, the Raiders would be a great landing spot for him. Another thing I like to bring up is I think John Gruden's on the hot seat this year. We've seen three seasons of John Gruden, not one playoff appearance yet. They have improved in their record every year. But there's been questionable financial decisions with Gruden, along with the fact that, you know, he kind of did just get back into coaching. And it just might seem that he doesn't have his stuff together all the way yet or something. I don't know. But I, I do believe in Derek Carr and the offense. And they, they could use another offensive lineman. But honestly, I would work on the defense and the secondary. If J.C. Horn falls, I think that'd be a good thing. I think if Jameen Davis falls at linebacker, that could be a reasonable pick to the Laters. I don't think they need linebackers as much as they need cornerbacks. Greg Newsom, the second, I think would be another key piece that could go to the Raiders, and I think they could use him. And I also think you look at Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. He's a player I would like to go to the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders. Excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's still taking me time to get used to. But, um, yeah, as I said, Gruden's on a clock at this point. And I think defense is really where they got to focus. If we know John Gruden, he likes to draft those offensive guys. And he, he usually does a very good job on offense. We've seen the Raiders pull it together a lot. We, the Raiders were 4-12 and 12 a few years ago, and they kind of got it together. And Derek Carr has gotten better the last three years. So, as I said, on offense, I'm leaving it put right now. I'd go defense. And if J.C. Horn or 
maybe even Greg Newsom the second falls to the Oakland Raiders or the, the Las Vegas Raiders, I would be thrilled to draft them at the number 17 pick. Moving on to 18, it's the Miami Dolphins again. I've seen Jalen Phillips, Ed Rusher, Miami, Ariza Julie, another Ed Rusher from Georgia, Quinny Payne, an Ed Rusher from Michigan, as all picks possible 18 for the Dolphins. What are your thoughts? Phillips would be a good pick because he went to Miami. I think him going just to Miami for the Dolphins would work too. Um, they already would have drafted a receiver at this point, most likely because they have that sixth pick. And if they take either Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, I think they're going to take Devonta Smith uh, at that higher position. Uh, they're definitely going to focus, I think, on the defensive side of the ball later in the draft. Um, I, I think Jalen Phillips fits here. I, I actually, I talked about him going to the Vikings too. I really don't know if anyone else at this position would, would draft anything other than defense if you're the Dolphins. I can't see Jalen Phillips honestly going anywhere else. I did say Minnesota, so I'm going to debate that for a little bit between Minnesota and Miami where I'd like him to go. But I, I think Jalen Phillips, they could build out that, that defensive line a little bit more with an edge rusher. It would help them out big time. And so I think the Dolphins could play it smart if they get lucky enough to have Jalen Phillips fall to them to draft them right there at 18. All right, moving on to 19, which is the Washington football team. Seen Zayvon Collins, the Tulsa linebacker, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama offensive lineman, Jeremiah Wusu, Notre Dame linebacker, and Jamar Davis, linebacker from Kentucky. What are your thoughts on the football team? How about Jameen Davis is a good pick, as I said. Zayvon Collins, if he falls, I currently have Z Jameen Davis going to Arizona and Zayvon Collins going to Washington. Based on scheme alone, I, as I said, I think Jameen Davis fits Arizona's scheme better. I think Zayvon Collins actually is the better linebacker. And I think Ron Rivero loves his linebackers. We know that on the defensive side of the football. And I think Zayvon Collins would be a great addition to the football team at the number 19 pick. They need some defensive pieces. Um, I also think of a quarterback falls here. They could take a chance on one. But seeing that they signed Fitzpatrick, I think they're just really in this hunch to kind of win a division that's already pretty bad. So if I'm the football team, I think of drafting Zayvon Collins if he's still there, or if he isn't still there, you'll be perfectly fine if you're able to get Jameen Davis as well. I think the linebacker position is key, but also watch for quarterback because, you know, if a quarterback's able to fall this deep in the draft, are we sure that Heineke is the right answer for, the Washington football team, because I think Fitzpatrick really isn't. So the football team could be in the quarterback market. I, I don't think they will be. I think they're going to build that defense more knowing Ron Rivera. So if we could see Zayvon Collins going there, that would be ideal. If they get Jameen Davis, though, that works too. But I see Zayvon Collins as a better fit. Yeah. I see Washington football team in the quarterback market, but more for like Kalen Mon or Kyle Trash later in the draft. Moving on to Chicago. Chicago, we've had Greg Newsom the second as possible pick cornerback Northwestern, Shad Bateman, Minnesota wide receiver, Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive line USC, David Mills, quarterback Stanford as a sleeper pick. What do you think of those possible choices? 
uh, a lot of people talk about Davis Mills. He might be one of the quarterbacks to fall, but I think Chicago is also in the quarterback market as well. Yeah. But I'm not sure on Davis Mills either. I even like Zach Wilson above Davis Mills right now. Um, I like Trey Lance better than both Zach Wilson and Davis Mills personally. So if they get lucky enough to have Trey Lance here, maybe I'd grab him. But I think Chicago needs to work on that offensive side in the ball. And you have Matt Nagy who's going into his fourth year. I think another coach who's probably on the hot seat this year. Um, he hasn't had a losing season yet, but he's gone eight and eight back to back. And it's clear that their offense has struggled. Nick Foles has not worked. Bringing in Andy Dalton, I don't think will work either. He's not much of an improvement over Nick Foles. So if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'd focus on drafting a quarterback, whichever one could fall to you. But if any of them really don't impress you much, I would focus on defense because the Bears are really in a win-now position with Matt Nagy, at least, for, for his job. And since Trubisky's not on the roster anymore, it's clear they're focusing in on a quarterback position much more so, and they need one that's going to be able to help them win right away. And they're in a division with Green Bay twice a year. So that's going to be tough for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, if they don't, if none of the quarterbacks are there and they don't like the ones that are there, I'd probably go with Rashad Bateman as receiver because they need more weapons at that part of the field. Moving on to 21, the Colts scene who have – are out of the quarterback conversation now because they've gotten Carson Wentz. But they've I've seen Tevin Jenkins, O-lineman, Oklahoma State, Quinny Payne, and Drusher, Michigan State, Christian Derisaw, Virginia Tech O-lineman, and Aziz Ajulier at Drusher, Georgia. What are your thoughts on the Colts here? I look at these two picks. I'll just say it back-to-back, Indianapolis and Tennessee, and I've been debating which two should go where. I'm stuck on Ojolari and pay for both of these positions because they both need an edge rusher desperately of some sort. So I'm going to say Ojolari goes to the Colts and pay goes to Tennessee because both these teams need an edge rusher and they're playing in a division that doesn't really have any edge rushers when you think about it because J.J. Watt's not on the Houston Texans anymore. I mean, he's not the same player he once was anyway. But um, So you, you, you look at the, the division itself whoever has the better edge rusher is going to probably have the better defense. And so I think both of these teams who are both lacking an edge rusher could really use either or. And so if I'm looking at Ulgiari and pay, it's interchangeable between the two. So I'm going to say Ulgiari to the Colts and pay to the Titans just based on stats. All right. Moving on to the jets. Once again, possible jets. We've got Ulgiari from Georgia, the edge rusher, Tevin Jenkins, possible pick for them on O-lineman, Greg Newsom, cornerback on defense. What are your thoughts about the Jets' second pick here? Um, for the Jets, Greg Newsom works. They need a cornerback, especially after they lost um, uh, Jamal Adams. So if I'm the Jets, Greg Newsom is a good pick here. I also think J.C. Horn, if he falls that deep, would be a good pick as well. If I'm the Jets, so I think Greg Newsom fits their scheme a little bit better than J.C. Horn does, but either or interchangeable. The Jets definitely need some help in that secondary, and they're already going to have a quarterback by this point. So, All right, moving to 24, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Possible picks are Travis Etienne, Clemson running back, Greg Newsom, cornerback, Tevin Jenkins, O-lineman for Oklahoma State, and Najee Harris, running back from Alabama. What are your thoughts on the Steelers pick? 
Um, I saw someone's mock draft have Justin Fields fall to the Steelers. I just want to say that. I thought that was really interesting. Justin Fields is not going to fall to the Steelers. Let me point that out. Sorry, Alex. I know you're a Steelers fan. <laughs> but uh, uh, Neji Horn, the running back, I think he's the best running back in this draft class. And if you look at Pittsburgh, what they desperately need, why they lost to the Browns, I think, in that playoff game, not only was poor play from Big Ben and, you know, probably Mark, Marquise Pouncey was the – Maurice Pouncey was the – the sole reason they lost that game with that bad snap. But um, if I look at the Steelers and really those last few games of the season, you look at that loss to the Washington football team, that loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, and even that loss to the Buffalo Bills and loss to the Browns, they lacked a running game. It's clear that um, they, their running game struggled. I believe they were ranked 32 out of 32. Was that correct? Something like that. They were ranked really low. I know, Alex, it's it's your Steelers. So, But uh, um, for me, I'd say Najee Harris would definitely be the best pick for the Steelers at this position. I think they need running back more than anything. Big Ben is clearly more of a pocket passer now. So could the Steelers potentially draft a quarterback here? Maybe. Justin Fields is not going to be the guy to fall to 24. I'll say that if they do do it. But I, I think, you know, they're taking a shot with Dwayne Haskins as a backup this year. And, you know, having the vet Big Ben already on your roster is it's pretty good. Big, Big Ben didn't have a bad season overall. I mean, so if, for the Steelers, I'd say draft that running back, Najee Harris, try to build that running game because their running game is clearly not on the same level as Baltimore or Cleveland, who are in the same division as them. So what they're going to do is either draft no tackle first or draft a running back first. And then they'll either in the second round, they'll draft the one they didn't pick. Unless what they're going to do is possibly they'll still draft no tackle early and then draft like Trey Sermon or Jared, like Jared Patterson in the third round. They'll draft if, if they want to do that, because then they'll have a pretty good committee too. That would also improve the running game, but they're going to improve their own line and running back at some point. So I feel like they'll go running back. I'll go Harris at this pick. I think running back's their best bet. And I, you know, you have to look at that division with Baltimore and Cleveland. They're, they're, they're both their running games. They're off the chart and two of the best running games in the league. So if you're Pittsburgh right now, you need to catch up to Baltimore and Cleveland's running game. I wouldn't hate any of the scenarios that I just mentioned, but moving on again to the Jacksonville Jaguars second pick. We've got Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech corner, Rondell Moore, Purdue receiver, TCU safety, Tavon Mourning, or Kadarius Tony at wide receiver from Florida. What are your thoughts on Jacksonville's second pick? I like Caleb Farley to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars as a safety. But another pick I thought was interesting is Elijah Moore at receiver, maybe, or Kadarius Tony at receiver. Um, for me personally, I think the Jaguars could use those weapons. That way they could build out that offense with Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, if we're talking just based on positioning, I think, you know, you still have DJ Chark on that offense, who's not a bad receiver. And you also got to look at Westbrook, who isn't horrible either. He's not great, but he's not bad. So why not draft Caleb Farley with 25? I think they could use the corner position a little bit more. Trevor Lawrence could have his rookie year having some fun with veterans like DJ Chark. And so if I'm 
the Jacksonville Jaguars take a risk on Caleb Farley and build that corner position out. And it's clear you still need corners because you, you don't have pieces like um, Jalen Ramsey or AJ Bouye anymore. All right. Yeah, I think they could either go receiver or defense. Either one I think would be okay. Moving on to your Cleveland Browns at 26. Seen Christian Barrymore, defensive lineman, Alabama. Iruzu for Notre Dame linebacker. Joe Tyron, edge rusher from Washington. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns, what are your thoughts on the Browns pick? So my thoughts on the Browns pick are actually really simple. I think the Browns should draft a linebacker at this position. Um, some linebackers I looked at for the Browns, who I think we'd be fortunate if they fall to us to some degree are Jameen Davis and Zaven Collins. I think they're the two best in the draft class right now, but another guy who I think will fall to us and be available will be, um, I'm trying to remember his name, linebacker from Notre Dame. It was uh, Jeremiah Owuzu Koromara, or Koromoa, Koromoa, excuse me. Um, I really liked watching his play at Notre Dame. I think as a Browns fan, it would really juice up our energy to have some more defensive players. I, I will make it very clear. I am not a huge fan of the Browns signing. Um, Clowney. Clowney. Yeah. Javedi on Clowney. I'm not a fan of the Browns signing Clowney. I think you may have spent a little too much money on a linebacker who we're not even sure how good he really is anymore. Yeah. So if I'm the Browns, I'd still draft the linebacker at that position. I think if you look at of course, Jeremiah Owuzu-Koromoa, he really fits the Brown scheme well. And you look at what we're doing on defense now, we still have a, we have a reasonable secondary. It's not very good yet, but, you know, we have Denzel Ward and we have a guy like, uh, um, excuse me, Greedy Williams, who we're not even really sure what he can do yet. And Grant Delpit, I'm not the biggest Grant Delpit guy, but um, overall it's, it's reasonable. I'll say that it's not great, but reasonable. Look at the linebacker positions. We, we last year we talked about how great our linebackers were going to be, and that did not become the case. So we did get Clowney, who is a nice piece, but I think if we add an extra linebacker like Jeremiah Owuzu Koromoa, this team could really get up there. I think he fits the scheme best. But also, if Jameen Davis or Zaven Collins fall, I think they are just better prospects. So if they come into the Browns, I, I would be even happier if we drafted them. As I, I'm not sure if they fit the scheme as well as Owuzu Koromoa. I think Owuzu Koromoa is the best scheme-wise, but I think talent-wise, you look at players like, of course, um, Zaven Collins and Jameen Davis. They're, they're definitely not bad picks either. I think it's whatever, which one falls to the Browns at 26 would be the one to take. Yeah, I'm going to go and assume that the Browns are going to draft some sort of defense because that's kind of their weakness right now. Moving on. Yeah, we, we, weakness for sure. I think even if they fill the defensive line position, that would be reasonable. I would rather have them go for a linebacker just because I'm not sure about Clowney. Yes. Moving on to the football team from Baltimore, the Ravens. I've seen Kadarius Toney because they need wide receivers. Trevor Mourning, a safety. Uh, edge rusher and Jason Ahu from Penn State um, as all possibly for the Ravens. What are your thoughts? They talked about Morig here, uh, Trevon Morig. I'm not too sure 
if he's the best pick for the Ravens, I think a receiver would be nice if they end up getting one fall to them. Maybe you look at Elijah Moore or Darius Tony if they fall to the Ravens. Um, But the Ravens, for me, I think are pretty set overall as a football team, most positions. So it really, for me, it's like a pick them kind of pick. If they take a safety, it'll probably help them there. If they take a receiver, it will help them there. But, you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown isn't that bad. And Mark Andrews at tight end has become a reliable target for Lamar Jackson as well. So they have a lot of positions filled. It's really just kind of about who are the Ravens going to take to kind of help them compete a little bit because Lamar Jackson, as we've seen before, loses steam in the playoffs. And I think if you're the Ravens, you want to focus on keeping his steam alive in the playoffs. That way you could win more playoff games because it's clear that when the big moment arrives, Lamar Jackson hasn't been that guy. Yeah. I mean, he did get over a hurdle. He beat the Titans this year, but they kind of lost it against the Bills. I would pick yeah, kind of. They lost badly to the Bills. It was playoff Lamar all over again. I would go with Kadarius Tony and wide receiver because Holiday Brown's all right, and they could definitely use more receivers. Moving on to the Saints at 28, which will be interesting because they have Jason – Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill as their quarterback options as of right now. But we've got Owusu for the um, Notre Dame linebacker, Jameen Davis, linebacker, Kentucky, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from Florida, and Caleb Farley, cornerback for the Saints. It'll be interesting because I assume the Saints will have a down year this year. What are your thoughts on the Saints? I'm with you. I think the Saints are going to have a down year this year. Um mainly because Drew Brees is no longer on the roster, which is going to take a big role in leadership and at the quarterback position. We've seen some highlights from Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston this year, but are we sure they're really the future of the Saints? Not really. The Saints plausibly could be in a quarterback market, but I really don't think they will be. I think they like Taysom Hill, and I think they like Jameis Winston for the most part right now, so I think they're going to stick with that. Caleb Farley at quarterback could be very helpful to them, but. Um, I think the Saints need to focus in on improving their offense a little bit more. And honestly, I also want to say maybe quarterback more because you look at the Saints roster, they still have Alvin Kamara, who's a very decent running back. You still have Michael Thomas at receiver who does have his off field issues and locker room issues. We, we know that, but he's still a very productive wide receiver when, when he's on the field and you look at their defense, their secondary is not awful and their linebackers aren't awful. Their defensive line maybe could use a little bit of work, but the Saints are actually a pretty well-built team if you take out the fact they don't have Drew Brees anymore. But still, I think just that mentality of the fact they don't have Drew Brees is going to wear on them this season, and it's going to be a down year. So for for me, this is kind of like a pick where I'm not too sure the Saints go. I think it's likely they take Caleb Farley or they take Trevon Morey, whoever goes to them first. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid because I don't think they'll draft a receiver and obviously they don't need a running back either. I don't think they need those two. Anything else would probably be fine, so they'll probably just draft the best defensive guy. Could they draft a quarterback? Davis Mills, maybe. That might be a reach. If they want to do that, maybe they trade out. They'll probably pick defense. So well, the last four years, before we move on, we also should emphasize that the Saints have won at least 11 games. Yeah. the last four seasons. So this is clearly a good roster. If you take out drew Brees, is it probably going to be a drown a down year, excuse me, down year just because drew Brees is gone. Yes. But the, the, they still have a good roster. So there's, there's not too, too many holes to fill. I think 
It's really about testing the QB position the next few years. Who's going to be the future or is the future even on the roster? Yeah. So I'll go defense for this pick. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers at 29. Seeing Rashad Bateman, Minnesota wide receiver. Christian Derrissaw, O-lineman, Virginia Tech. Zayvon Collins, Tulsa linebacker. And Elijah Moore, Old Miss wide receiver. I think Packers need another receiver for their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. What do you thought? They absolutely need a receiver at this position. But the thing about the Packers is I don't buy Matt LaFleur. I, I, I do not buy him. I think the only reason he has a winning record as a head coach is because Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. So if I'm the Packers, and I'm not, necess- I'm not really a big Green Bay Packers fan as much as I am an Aaron Rodgers fan, although I, I do root for the Packers a lot of the time, solely because of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in my life, but uh, as kind of like the Packers being my second favorite NFL team now, I'm hoping the Packers – draft a wide receiver at this position. I think they really need one. Elijah Moore would be a great answer for that. I think if you look at Kadarius Tony, if he falls to them, will be another great pick for the Packers. My question is, will the Packers do it? I, I'm not sold Matt LaFleur is going to be the guy to make the smartest draft position. And this is a team that has a history of saying, Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. We don't need any more pieces. And they make the team progressively worse because of it. And it's even shown, even through the McCarthy era when they did that, that's even going through to the LaFleur era. So, um, y- yes, for me, I say they take Elijah Moore or um, Kadarius Tony at 30. But if they do not, I won't be surprised by it either, uh, to be honest with you. But the Packers clearly need weapons. They are in Super Bowl mode or bust at this point. Yeah, They were literally a, f- a fourth down away from potentially tying that ball game against Tampa Bay. And so I think if they have a receiver, that will help. And it's clear that Aaron Rodgers has put this team on his back way too many times. And the, the, the Packers organization really needs to help him in this draft. Yeah, uh, the smart pick would be there was one of the receivers. Obviously, we've seen instead of drafting a receiver last year, they drafted Jordan Love as a surprise pick. So I don't know if they're the smartest pickers. I, I called I, they were going to draft Jordan Love last year, to be honest with you. I, I called they were going to do it. I was the most surprised by the fact they traded up to get him because he would have fallen to them anyway. And I was the most surprised by the fact that they also didn't need him. The only reason I said they would do it is just because the Packers have a history of that. Yeah. I, I, so I called it, but I didn't think it was a good idea. And then they drafted a running back in the second round. Aaron Jones is still there. So, yeah. So let's hope they make the smart move and draft receiver. I guess I wouldn't be too surprised if they didn't. And also, you literally have a Green Bay Packers shirt, so there's that. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I do like the I do like the Packers. <laughs> Moving to thirty, we've got Buffalo. I've seen Sante Samuel Jr., cornerback, Florida State. I fought to Fitamalu, cornerback from Syracuse. Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech, quarterback. Uh, as all viable options for the Bills at thirty. What are your thoughts on the Bills? Uh, the Bills are another team where I struggle to really find too many holes. Yeah. I think one hole that was filled was a wide receiver position last year. Stephon Diggs made a huge impact on the Buffalo Bills this last season. And um, you talk about the chemistry with him and Josh Allen, and you look at the fact that the Buffalo Bills, you know, we, we, we talk about how big personalities in a locker room could be dangerous for NFL teams. 
I think Stefan Diggs' big personality helped the Bills because the Bills were lacking really big personality. Josh Allen, as good as he is, isn't really a big personality guy. So Stefan Diggs came into that locker room and really helped them out. And you look at the Bills' defense and how nasty good they are. And their offense, too. They, they are just a very sneaky football team, and that's something you got to admire about the Buffalo Bills. But one thing I will say they should do in this draft is look at cornerbacks. I think Asante Samuel Jr. will be the available one for them at 30. If it's not him, Caleb Farley will be available potentially. Or maybe even Greg Newsom the second. I think that will really help the Bills on defense, although their defense is still nasty good. But the Buffalo Bills, for me, I really like what they're doing as an organization. This is an organization that's came a long way. A lot of losing the last 20 years. In the last few years, Sean McDermott, the minute he got there, really turned this franchise around, and they can draft, too. They really know how to draft as well. One of the best teams at drafting, I think. They might have surpassed some, some of the other great teams at drafting. We talk about the Patriots. Patriots haven't really had those shiny drafts lately. The Bills might, may have overtaken them in that aspect. All right, moving on to the – Runner-up in the Super Bowl this year, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. I've seen Jason Awu, Ed Rusher, Penn State, Christian Barrymore, D-lineman, Alabama, Jalen Mayfield, O-lineman from Michigan, and Awusu, linebacker, Notre Dame. What are your thoughts on the runner-ups, the Chiefs pick? I think the Chiefs should draft a offensive lineman primarily because they cut their two best ones. Yeah, primarily because of Patrick Mahomes' contract. But if Elijah Vera Tucker falls all the way to the Chiefs, I think that would be perfect for them. I also heard them talking about Jeremiah Owuzu-Koromoa. Yeah, I'm hoping he's off the draft board by this point. But if he isn't, I think he could be a reasonable pick for the Chiefs as well. But I like them drafting an offensive lineman better just because they cut their two best ones. And Patrick Mahomes is going to need protection. Yes, he's good, but you know, offensive lines can make a difference. And that, that, that division is getting better on defense. Denver's defense is, is – Denver's not a great foot, football team, but they have an okay defense always. And you also look at um, the Los Angeles Chargers defense is getting better, and the Raiders defense really isn't much to sneeze at. So the division-wise, though, overall, reasonable defenses. So why not draft an offensive lineman and try to get Patrick Mahomes that protection so you can win this division easily again? Yeah, I think – probably uh, win it easily regardless, but still. Yeah, I think O-lineman would get pick like Jalen Jalen Mayfield from Michigan O-lineman. I will make that my pick just because, yeah, they did cut their leading lineman in the offseason. Moving on to the Super Bowl champions, 32, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I've seen Levy Onwazki, defensive lineman from Washington, Caleb Farley, cornerback, from Virginia Tech, Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback, Florida State, and Carlos Basham Jr., edge rusher from Wake Forest. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl champions pick? Uh, another team there, I say there's not too many holes on it, but Carlos Basham Jr. could really help them out. I think this is a team that's riding to potentially another Super Bowl appearance. And I look at that roster, it's pretty complete as a whole. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers trade this pick also. I think this is another potential uh, um, I think there's another potential pick that could be traded to maybe another team low in the draft. I think a team that could draft that low, maybe Atlanta. Atlanta getting more picks could do that. I thought Chicago maybe would do it potentially, or even the New York Jets if they don't like anyone that low in the draft could trade down to Tampa's pick. 
I, I think Carlos Basham Jr., if they keep the 32nd pick, is their best bet. But as I said, this is a team with not a lot of holes and just won the Super Bowl. So Tampa Bay drafting a drafting or trading that pick really benefits them because they're they're in good shape. They're a team with not that many holes, and that's why they won the Super Bowl. Okay, thank you for your advice for the top 32 picks in the first round. Now we're going to move up on to some key players from round two and three. First, we're going to go with Javante Williams, the UNC running back. I have seen the Jets as a viable option for him. What do you, what are your thoughts? He's all right. Um, I, yeah, he's definitely a second rounder on my opinion. I don't know where he'll go in the second round, to be honest with you, because I really only keyed in on the first round lately. But um, I could see him going higher in the first round. I think he's one of those prospects that is tough to pass if you have a late pick and you could use a guy in his position. So from that perspective, I think he'll be right there. All right, what are your thoughts on possible first or second rounder Najee Harris? 36 to the Dolphins could be an option for Najee. What are your thoughts on Najee? Well, I think he's the best running back in this draft class. And the only reason Pittsburgh wouldn't have drafted him is if he just falls, like if they or they trade the pick. I don't or or they say we need a quarterback instead. I, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to pass on Najee Harris. I don't think they can. And I don't think there's any team before Pittsburgh that's really like just dying for a running back. And I, I, I think Miami, maybe Miami, if they have a higher pick, they could do it at 18, but I, I don't see it happening. I think he's going to fall right into Pittsburgh's hands. And if he does end up going to the second round, it's only because the Steelers traded that pick. All right. Yeah. Well, they went the quarterback direction. All right. What are your thoughts on Terrence Marshall, the LSU receiver, possibly in the second round, maybe to the Lions. Uh, not bad. Um, the Lions could use some weapons. Uh, they could really use everything, though. If they could draft uh, every college prospect at the seventh pick, I think they'd be very happy with that. So if he goes to the Lions, I think that would help them out to some degree. But they're a team that has a lot of work to do anyway. As I mentioned before, one playoff win since 1957. Not very good. All right. Moving on to another interesting player in wide receiver from Old Miss, Elijah Moore, possibly the 46th pick to the Patriots. Um, Elijah Moore, as I said before, is probably one of those players that ends up going in the second round potentially. Um, I, I think the Packers in the bottom of the first round is the best bet for him. I think he's the best fit as well going to the Packers. So um, for me, I, I, I wouldn't want to see him on the Patriots personally, just because I hope he's with Aaron Rodgers. But if he does go to the Patriots, it's probably not a bad move. They, they need some receivers. Then they're not very good at drafting them. All right. Moving to a couple of QBs. What are your thoughts on Kellen Mond, quarterback from Texas A&M, possibly going 51 to the Washington football team? Yeah, Washington could use him. Um, I don't think Washington's going to draft a quarterback in the first round. As I mentioned before, I think it's possible they do if a prospect falls. But um, if they draft one in the second round, I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's clear that they're going to ride with either Fitzpatrick or Heineke as their quarterback for this season anyway. So we'll have to see what happens. What are your thoughts on Stanford quarterback Davis Mills? I have him as 52 to the Bears. 
Yeah, another pick I like. I think Davis Mills does not go in the first round. As I said, he is right now on the bottom of my personal QB depth chart. I like almost every prospect over him. If he goes to the Bears, he probably has some potential. I, I think the Bears are better off sitting out this draft for a QB, though, only because I don't think they're in a high enough position to draft one. And also, I don't really see one that like lights up to me that would really fit Matt Nagy's scheme. I think they're going to ride it out with free agent QBs and just focus on winning because jobs are on the line this year. I don't think you really have a time to develop a quarterback. All right, moving on to a possible first-round pick, maybe us, maybe more likely a second-round pick. Rondell Moore, the Purdue wide receiver, I have him at 53 to the Titans. Another reasonable pick, the Titans could use him. Um, the Titans overall, though, they, they do have a pretty good receiver core. You look at A.J. Brown, I think he's a little underrated, to be honest with you. But they could always use another one. I think the Titans' offense overall is – it's clicking pretty good. We've seen Ryan Tannehill's career improve, and so another weapon could always help out. All right, moving on to last two here. A couple of third-round picks that I thought were interesting. What are your thoughts on Kyle Trash possibly going to the Saints at 98, the Florida quarterback? Potential. I still think the, the Saints are going to focus on the two quarterbacks quarterbacks they already have with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston and we've, we've heard for the last few seasons that they really believe in Taysom Hill so even if they do draft a quarterback late I still think they're going to ride out with Taysom Hill this year just to see what he could do um, the Saints still have a pretty complete team overall it's just they need to fill that hole that Drew Brees has and that's a big legacy it's that's that's right there to finish so we'll have to see what they do. And the last player I want to focus on is Keith Gainwell, running back for the Memphis Tigers. I have him at 95 to the Buccaneers. Good work. Buccaneers running game is pretty good. Um, they could always use another one, though, because we don't know. Fournette's one of those streaky-like running backs who's, who's, who's decent, but he's not going to always put up the same number of rushing yards every game. So if they draft a receiver, not going to – not a receiver, a, a running back, I'm not going to be surprised by that. But as I said, they're a team with very little holes right now, so they really could do anything with that pick. Yeah, they pretty much could. Um, they'll probably lose Shady, and you know they do have a um, kind of a mix at running back, so game roll could be pretty good for them. All right, thank yeah. you for your picks um, for the second and third round. Moving on, we would be reminisced without talking about the retirement of Comeback player of the year, the first round pick, 2005 draft, Alex Smith retiring after his amazing comeback. What are your thoughts on Alex Smith retiring? Not surprised by this move. I kind of thought it might happen after Washington cut him because I, I, I just thought, you know, he did have that really nasty injury. He didn't have too much left. He didn't have much gas in the tank to begin with. I mean, when he did go to – when he went to the, the, to the Redskins the first time, um, he – he really had them in the right direction before that nasty injury. I think they were six and three probably could have won the NFC East that year. So Alex Smith, I think if it wasn't for that nasty injury, we could talk about the Redskins as a, or the, the football team now, excuse me, as a perennial contender in the NFC East. I mean, they still are, they're still a pretty good football team, a team that I was actually shocked made the playoffs. We talked about Dallas and Philadelphia, but little did we know that Washington and New York would end up being better than both of them. So, um, for me, Alex Smith had a great career overall. He had a rough start with the 49ers. 
I think that really was more organizational structure more so than team structure. And when he got to Kansas city and Andy Reed was able to trade for him, his career turned around. He was able to take the, the chiefs to, I think four or five playoff appearances and really showed off his skills. And then when they got Patrick Mahomes, I was honestly kind of shocked when I heard they traded him to the Washington Redskins when they did um, or, or the football team now, excuse me, but the Redskins at the time. And when they traded him there, they like, I was like interesting move that they took Patrick Mahomes so high. They must really believe in this kid. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes ended up lighting up the league and Alex Smith ended up not doing a bad job either with the football team. So I think he, he absolutely a great player. He didn't have the career. I think everyone wished he would have as the number one overall pick in 2005. Um, as I said, I think San Francisco organizationally when he was there was just not with it all the way. But when you look at what Kansas City was able to do with Alex Smith and then what Washington on the overall was able to two playoff appearances with Alex Smith, that nasty injury didn't really help them at all. And they kind of lost a season because of it. And they really lost the, the second half of, of 2018 when you think about it, too, because of that nasty injury. But definitely a great player. He was always a fun quarterback to watch, even when you knew he wasn't going to be in the playoffs that year. It was always kind of fun to watch Alex Smith play. He was always one of those players that was just fun to watch. He, he was a great leader, too. I think a lot of people didn't talk about his leadership. He really was a good leader. And uh, while he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, per se, he definitely should go in the class of very good. Yes. All right. We admired in your comeback and we wish you the best in retirement, Alex Smith. All right. Wrapping it up, do you have any final thoughts on this year's NFL draft? I think it's going to be fun. It's here in Cleveland this year, which I'm really excited about. And uh, I won't be attending the draft, unfortunately, but I, I am really excited to see what players go where. I'm excited to see who my Browns pick this year. And I really like how well and crazy free agency really was with all the different trades and moves we've seen. We've seen the NFL kind of take a new era of like, you know, how the NBA is with free agency where we, we're not sure where players are going to go every year. And Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers really kind of made that a factor in this league. And there's, there, there's going to be some interesting, interesting picks. I think this year, I think we're still going to see a lot of trades in this draft too. It, it remains yet to be seen who does what, but I think a lot of these moves are going to be really, really interesting. All right. Once again, Andrew, thank you for your time. Thank you, Alex, for having me. Much appreciated. All right. This has been this week's edition of Out of Your Own End Zone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. As a reminder, we can be contacted on social media at Out of Our Own End Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we can be listened to on any site that podcasts can be heard. Once again, the team at Out of Our Own End Zone would like to thank you for your listenership and have a nice day. <music>